So, hey everyone, uh, welcome to our first episode of the CFO Masterclass audio podcast edition. So, before we get started, I would like to give a quick insight into what the CFO Masterclass is all about. So, the CFO Masterclass podcast series is all about creating a more connected community of some of the most successful CFOs from top organizations and aspiring finance professionals who dream to become the next chief financial officer. So, today uh, we have with us uh, Ms. Babani Vishweshwar. CFO of Crayon Data. Uh, thanks a lot, Bhavani, for taking the time and joining with us uh, for the podcast series edition. Thank you, Gopi, and thank you for having me here. Yeah. So, and uh, before we get started with the discussion, so I would like to know a bit about yourself, uh, you know, about your background and so on and so forth. So I uh, started uh, my, you know, I'm a chartered accountant by qualification. I, I was with uh, SV Villa Moria in Bombay. And then I moved on to um, uh, KPMG Corporate Finance in, uh, in Bombay. I was with them for almost four or five years. I moved on then from there, moved on to KPMG Corporate Finance in, uh, in Singapore. I was managing valuations and mergers and acquisitions in consumer markets and retail. Those were my focus areas. Uh, I then, uh, you know, uh, took a giant leap of faith and uh, joined a, a startup. Uh, it was called Red Pill. Um, they were, uh, you know, into analytics and into niche analytics with banks across Southeast Asia. And they wanted someone to come and help them raise funds. I joined them as a CFO. I was there for uh, two years. After around six months of being with them, uh, we had IBM come and say, you know, they expressed an interest in talking to us for a complete uh, exit. And that's what happened. Uh, you know, it took us almost a year, year plus from the first conversation till the date that all of us became IBM employees. It was 100% exit to them. I joined IBM, uh, moved to Hong Kong, joined IBM in charge of uh, initially the red pill integration into IBM. Um, I was doing business operations in IBM, a little away from my traditional CFO role, um, which is equally exciting. It, it, I think it introduces you to different aspects of, of a business. I stayed with IBM for almost uh, seven years, and then I, I joined back a startup. I joined Suresh Shankar, and you know he had started Creon Data, so I joined them back as CFO. So. That's where I am right now. Well, that's pretty amazing. I think uh, you do come with a lot of you know years of experience, and that's really something to you know look forward to. And uh, yeah, so thanks a lot, uh, Bhavani, for this really short introduction about yourself. And uh, so let's get started. So, Bhavani, I just want to ask, like you know, in today's uh, you know the the work community, right? So we we do see a lot of integral teams playing a pivotal role in an organization, and we do have like leaders uh, taking up uh, several responsibilities, right? So who is a CFO according to you, you know, today? And why is this role a key element in the growth of an organization? What, is, what are your thoughts on that? Sure. Um, I think a CFO, the role of a CFO is no longer the, you know, just the traditional bookkeeping, tax, audit, though that remains, you know, a key responsibility. I think the responsibilities of a modern CFO have really expanded. I think a CFO should look at themselves as more uh, a business partner working along with the CEO. 
in you know in formulating strategy in business growth in handling the investors so i think it's a very um, it's a, it's a more comprehensive role uh, and that's really uh, where it it's it's expanded to uh, currently right. i think that yeah yeah playing a strong role in shaping the strategy and the future of the company right so i think also it plays a more of a multidisciplinary role if i'm uh, right right so you align with several other teams and there's more of a comprehensive understanding right yes so you do work very closely with uh, so an understanding of the business is key uh, so in that respect you also kind of work very closely with you know the sales folks the delivery folks uh, you would also work a lot of cfos also handle business operations like uh, part of my role also involves uh, administration of the offices it involves infrastructure management it involves risk legal it involves uh, you know investor and corporate governance Uh, so it's like a very multifaceted role right now it's not just uh, accounting right right got it and uh, also like i just wanted to understand you know what were some of your early learnings right during your initial stages of your career so when you had started out and uh, so probably you could just share some uh, learnings that you had uh, in your organizations previously sure um i think some of the key things are one you should uh, understand the business really well i think that's important uh, what are the levers of the business what will work what can't so once you understand the business then it becomes easier to kind of uh, tailor the financials um, to to reflect what the business is doing right at the end of the day you you can't just say i'm going to drop this and it doesn't talk to what the business wants or does or is about so i think right. understanding the business is is key understanding the culture of the place i think a cfo is a very um, is is a difficult role because you have to kind of get along with and get out a lot of the things that you need like you work with as you just mentioned you know a whole lot of teams within the uh, company which i don't think very uh, you know a lot of the other functions do so you know you work with the ceo predominantly you work with your investors and the board you work with the sales teams and tracking them you work with your hr team you know in in the budgets and resourcing and things like that you work with all the operation teams because at the end of the day there is an effect on the accounts so you have to get along with them you have to make sure the work gets done so understanding the culture of the place and the people is also very important i think that's one of the softer factors of being of my, of my learnings as a cfo the other things are of course cash is key Uh, you have to kind of make sure that uh, there's always cash in the bank uh, for a rainy day for your working capital so cash is key and ebitda is even more key i'm one of those uh, you know conservative cfos you have to show me the line uh, the roi and the line to profitability so that's right. always been an important factor and in every time we consider growth of course there is always a bit of a give and take between uh do we invest or do we hold back and what's the risk sure the sure you have to take a bit of risk but there also has to be clear safeguards to ensure that you know if certain targets are not being met what is it that you can pull back so that you uh save your cash and your ebitda is, is guarded to that extent and of course the last one is you have to know your numbers well the, i think these are the key things that you know i uh, have helped me through my journey as a cfo absolutely wonderful i think i would definitely agree on those points and especially since you talked about culture right so i think it's a key factor for any organization and today i think there's there are there's more emphasis on the cultural aspect of an organization 
right yeah absolutely and uh, so uh, babani so tell me one thing so what is the kind of leadership that you know or leadership style that one can expect for a you know a successful cfo um, you know like yourself so what do you see in that uh, area um i think that's very subjective uh, it it kind of depends on how uh, from person to person uh, what's worked for me is that uh, i think in a cfo role one has to be a bit strong um in the sense um there's always requests for uh, additional uh, budgets there are uh, always requests for investments i think one sometimes has to be a little strong in kind of laying the basic framework saying hey you know this is not met so i'm sorry go either rework this or go so sorry it's not happening this year so there's a little bit of um uh, diplomatic strength is 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 required um right. i would i would like to think um, uh, cfo's need to be resilient uh there are always good especially when you know in startups there are good days and bad days and you know you want to just get up and say you know what let me just take it on and let me see um how to come out of this um you know i think that's that resilience is very important for a cfo um for me personally um uh, i i'm known to be uh more um uh, fair as a person as in the sense you know uh, than being very empathetic uh, i think that's um that's been one of my um, uh, core strengths uh, or what i believe in as in are you being right in dealing with the situation uh, is you know uh, are you are you are you morally right are you ethically right i think though that's that's been uh, another one of the things that i you know look at when i take a decision um other than that leadership style i i tend to work a lot with the teams i i uh, i think that's also key when especially when you know a lot of people are in the startup thing where you don't have large teams i think it's important to jump in when you know there's a lot of work to be done and uh, you know if it's a spreadsheet or a ppt or whatever jump in and get it done yourself or help people uh, do it so i think and that's something i enjoy it's not that you know uh, i i i wake up one morning and say hey i want this done that's not my style um i like to mentor people um and this i uh, especially my teams i'm like you know can you think on this on your own can you um how would you how would you resolve this so it's not just um someone once told me a good leader is as a person who makes uh themselves in you know completely dispensable and because that's primarily because you've trained your troops really well to take over um and uh, so i believe in that uh, i think uh, that those are those are really the uh, main qualities i would think is is important from a leader right i think i i think i i do have a lot of personal experiences you know when you mentioned that um i think uh, being fair is a very uh, you know very important aspect of one's leadership style and also being empathetic and uh, also i think mentoring since you brought up mentoring i think it's really essential for today's uh, generation i think a, a leader someone i think has to really mentor to their uh, you know people and uh, guide a proper way into you know their career so um also bhavani so did you have some sort of you know uh, key challenges that you see uh, that, that you have faced before and what are, what are some key challenges that you see today in finance teams you know that uh, who collaborate with the uh, the other go to market teams in a company so if you look at go to market teams it's essentially uh, 
marketing and it's your sales folks, you have your sales engineering folks. Uh, so I think those are your three key um, departments. You also have product marketing, but they don't interface so much with finance, right? So the first right. three have a lot more um, uh, discussions with finance. And uh, some of the key things that we've kind of tried to implement or we talk to our teams about, for example, for sales, um, when you drop the yearly budgets, and I think this most companies would follow, it's pretty basic. You have to be very clear on your targets. Uh, you know, what your territories, how many sales resources, what are their targets, what they are, um, you know, you're going to hit. Uh, and you know what is your pipeline looking at? What what is uh, what percentage of pipeline do you have right now? And how does it compare to targets? So essentially, it's very um, metric driven um, and uh, you know quantity driven. So I think that's one thing that uh, one should look at in terms of say marketing teams. I think the spend uh, that they request for in terms of you know events to attend or if they want to join a publication like Gartner, which is pretty expensive or social right. media. Um, there is a certain amount of uh, accountability there. I would go back and say, uh, what is the, you know, uh, SQL, MQL arising, what, what came out of it and how many client conversations are happening. So I think there is a, that, that feedback or that flowback of information to both me and the sales team is, is how that ROI is really judged. Right. 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 Um, absolutely. In terms of sales engineering proposals, I think from uh, uh, from a finance perspective, I think what we try and do is for all your standard use cases, there are there is a standardized costing, pricing, GP model. So it kind of reduces the friction to go up and down when you're submitting a proposal. In case there is a service component, then you know uh, the sales engineer who kind of puts together the proposal has the uh, rates of the people who are involved, you know, the loaded costs of the people involved. So I think we kind of make sure there is limited friction within the system and it's more seamless to ensure that the ultimate goal of revenue is met uh, quite easily as in, you know, within the, within the teams. Right. Got it. Right. Also, uh, Bhavani, do you have any sort of personal experiences that, you know, helped you align with your professional work life? Like, do you have any... Uh, you know, mentors or uh, people that you looked up to? Well, you know, as as uh, a working mother of uh, two kids, I think we've all gone through those phases where you're like, okay, you know, chuck it or chuck your job, look after your family because there's that guilt around. I think those days right. you kind of, um, you know, uh, look at women who inspire you, I think, Anyone who does really well in their corporate life is an inspiration to me. Um, I would say Indra Nui on some days, just to take a name, you know, Indra Nui, just, you know, yeah. women who've done spectacularly well. Uh, today, for example, I got up and I read about Kamala Harris and I thought, you know, whatever the politics, whatever her thing, I am, she's a woman and she's done it big and, you know, she's got some Indian nests in her and that's an inspiration so i think these are subjective people may not agree that my role models may be theirs but i think that's what gets me up in the morning and going on the tough days uh that's on a personal level uh professionally i think um i've, I've been lucky i've worked with people who've been um very clear-headed uh, in their thoughts uh, and if i've 
had a you know uh, either a doubt as to how to handle something either legally or professionally accounting wise i've had i've had i've been lucky to call them up and say hey do you have a few minutes can we discuss this or bounce ideas off them uh, so yes those that's how predominantly i've i've worked amazing i think it's really great to hear uh, you know such uh, you know uh, uh, things about this i, I think I, it really inspires me when you say that so i'm sure yeah that's amazing but uh, you know last but not least um, how would you motivate today's aspiring young finance folks in one sentence wow <laughs> yeah um i would use nike's word just go do it you know uh, the world is the world is a, such a big place and there's so many things to learn keep an open mind keep learning uh, just go do what you have to do awesome great awesome thank you so much bhavani uh, uh for taking part in this uh, podcast session and uh, so we come to the end of the podcast session and once again i would like to uh, thank uh, bhavani uh, for sharing some thank really you. insightful uh, you know uh, tips and also uh, some of us uh, experiences uh, as you know what made her to sit in the cfo seat today and uh, so for the listeners we will meet with another cfo in our next podcast of the cfo masterclass so until then this is gopi signing off from volopi thank you so much thank you